0: Welcome to a bonus... Oh, will start that again. Welcome to the bonus episode of the Champagne Comedy Podcast. Well, this just shows you how rusty I am anyway, where, where we usually talk about... Yeah, it's, about it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> we usually talk about the works of the best Australian comedy team Ever made the degeneration and other degeneration comedy tidbits, uh, but this is going to be different. So, my name is Matt, and joining this podcast today is Alison, Daniel, Kim, and Mason.
1: Hey! Hello. Hello! And the last time that we Mate. were all
0: together, the Logies were about to happen, and uh, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> so, it's been a while. This is not going to be our yeah. usual uh, episode, um, it's just a bonus one uh, because
2: You mean I did all that research about Frontline season two, episode one, for nothing? Yeah.
0: Sorry. (laughs) I haven't even watched it yet.
3: Yeah, I haven't watched it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, geez. That's why we're having a break because we all have lives and stuff like that, too. Do we?
3: We do, we do. We (laughs) pretend we do. (laughs) Well, we're going to
0: call this episode Loose Talk. I can't even say it. Loose Talk, Foolish Behavior. Foolish
3: behavior. Behavior. That's still on my mug. (laughs) I still have that mug.
0: (laughs) And yeah, that is paying uh, homage (laughs) to. And. No. How's it going? (laughs) And Bell! Telstra Mobile Net Digital presents. And today! (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Good old Martin Malloy
4: Live across this big, brown, flat, mysterious, crazy country. That's the one.
0: Telstra (laughs) Mobile Net Digital presents Martin Malloy with Mick Malloy and Tony Martin.
5: Does anyone remember what Telstra Mobile Net Digital was? (laughs)
0: Well, it was on the borderline where it was going from telecom to Telstra. So at one stage it was telecom mobile net. (laughs) (laughs) See, geez, we're not that old as well. But I was going to call it something else. uh, And I was thinking either the three investigators or Juniper Jones. but, But I'll let... Tony Martin explain why. <laughs> You'll see us referring to the three investigators. Listen to this. Where's
6: Jace? Jace oh, Jason. is supposed to be
0: doing the opening with us. We were gonna do a
6: sketch of three investigators. That's the one. We're gonna be Jupiter Jones. How obscure is that? Yeah, be exactly. obscure. There'll be one person in Australia who, when they were a kid, read the Three Investigators books. Oh, what? There'll be a fan of Jupiter Jones out there somewhere. I read them. But it was that kind of show. You could just it was long, he was doing the There was no you know, no one there
0: saying no one's gonna get there. Yeah, so just a bit of obscurity there. Um, That's on the champagne comedy DVD, by the way, the commentary. So just want to point it out. And speaking of champagne comedy stuff, uh, we do have a very special guest here. Someone who is a specialist at this stuff is the one and only, well, actually, yeah, you are the one and only because you're the only person who did it. Someone who appeared on ABC's Hard Quiz, and that is Hester Jay. (laughs) Oh. Hey, hey, Hester! Hester.
2: Woo. And not, not not only that, but spoiler alert! In fact, like if you haven't watched, go and watch the episode. It's on iView. Because we're going to be spoiling it all here. But uh, Hester, you walked away with the big brass mug. Have no. you got the mug to show us? I did. And get, did you wanna- show the show us the mug. I did. Yay, oh. here's the mug! Oh, wow. oh it's huge. huge. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. big, it's brassy. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a drink. Is that a <laughs> proper
0: crappy?
7: Yeah. They put your name on it
0: afterwards, which is nice. Oh, so you actually get one. Yeah. one. Wow. I'm so, envious.
7: Someone's wants to take it to show and tell, and then I think
0: well, <laughs>
3: yeah,
7: it's,
3: it'll get a. You genuinely know. yours. It's not like, a, you know, have you been paying attention where you kind of get. I don't know if everyone takes one of those home every single week. They must have about 100 each of, of each if they did.
7: They stopped doing that after like half uh, the first the, about three quarters of the way through the first season. I reckon
3: because
7: <laughs> he was, you go home with it, and then they just stopped saying that. Well,
0: uh, have you? Can you check underneath it for a moment? Have you still got up and showed?
7: It? It's not. A no, 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 no,
0: no, no. But underneath, does it have <laughs> copper art printed on it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How good would that? Be? <laughs>
0: Well, here's a snippet from the episode. So, if you haven't seen it yet, well, (laughs) what are you doing listening to this podcast? Now, The Late Show
8: with the D-Generation is your expert subject. Uh Uh-huh. Was comedy better in the olden days?
7: Um, yes.
8: (laughs) (laughs) It's always
7: good on the ABC.
8: Or is it just because it was the olden days?
7: Good comedy is good comedy. It doesn't matter when it is. Funny is funny.
8: Who was your favourite in the original cast?
7: Tony, Martin and Mick Molloy. Were
8: oh. my favourite. No.
7: Yeah. I, I said favourite, not. Oh, I can't. You said can't separate. Out of
8: those two, who's your favourite?
7: Um, I go Tony Martin.
8: All right. Well, they're not each other's
0: favourite. Um...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's two layers to that. You got a he was throwing yeah. olden days references, and I'm guessing you were too nervous to pick up on that.
7: <laughs> oh yeah! I didn't even think of that.
0: And then forcing you to choose between Tony
2: and Mick, because oh, I'm, I'm I'm guessing from, from your response you were a big Martin Malloy fan as well. Yeah, I'm a huge Sizzletown fan. Oh, nice. Okay. So um, I
7: actually asked for Sizzletown to be my expert topic, but they don't do um, they don't do podcasts as a rule.
2: Oh right. Because um, because I mean uh, like like t- tell us what you had to do to. To get on the show, because I mean, the first thing is you have to go to their casting website. You have to look through three pages of a PDF of pe- of previous topics that they're never going to go through again.
7: I watch Hard Quiz all the time. I was like, Hard Quiz could have been my expert topic. <laughs> but um, so I first asked for Mel and Monroe movie Bus Stop. So because I watch Hard Quiz, and then I see people do stupid stuff like say their expert topics the Vietnam War, and I'm like, No, 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 no. You you pick the Allied forces at the Battle of Long Tam in the Vietnam (laughs) War. You don't choose the entire war. So I knew to go specific. Um, So, yeah, I was like the Marilyn Monroe movie Bus Stop. I was like, no one else will know about that. And I can recite the whole movie inside and out. And I know heaps of the back it was the first movie that she ever produced. She made her own production company for it because she was going nuts and no one else wanted her at the time. Hard to believe, but that's Mm -hmm. true. So I know heaps of stuff about that movie, but they just weren't interested in that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then another topic was wine of WA Western Australian wine. And then I he just was like, oh, is there anything else? And I had just found the best bits of the Late Show on Apple. Right. Wow. And Rant just bought it. And when I watched it, I realised I remembered everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought oh i reckon if i studied how about the late show the DJ late show and he went i and he was i reckon tom will love that and it was three years from when i made that from when i put in my application and my first phone call to when i got on three years three years i reckon at least or three years till it was aired because I, I filmed it 11 months ago oh wow actually a year ago what's the date
3: Oh, a year ago. Oh, isn't that? Wow. That's <laughs> such <laughs> oh a long God. time. Did you know it was going to take that long to actually record? <laughs> Legit. How funny is
5: that? Didn't even
1: notice. So when
3: you applied, did you know it was going to take two years to actually get on air? Did they give you that warning or you just kind of forgot about it for a while and then just get contacted out of the blue and they're like?
7: Yeah, they just say you're in a the pool. Um, there's some other stages you go through, but then they say you're in a in a pool and then... Yeah, just got a phone call one day. We want you to be on it.
0: I can't believe that that delay in the uh, production of trying to get all sort of. Then again, I guess they got to have fine time to do the research for it.
7: Yeah, there's a lot of time in between.
2: So, um, yeah. Well, also, also, you would assume that there would be a heck of a lot of people uh, applying. Uh, so, mm. yeah, like they've, they've they've they they have to work out like the subject and also I assume there's a bit of, um, you know, there's a, a bit of casting about the actual applicants and, you know, trying to work out who who will be good entertainment.
7: Yeah, you do get interviewed um, in a group and things like that. And I think I broke into the Charlie the Wonder Dog song and a couple of other things. But when I got there, um, they have so many rules. Don't ask me, don't talk about that, stand here just do this and they take you through so much, but by the time it came, I was just was like I just don't know what to say. So yeah, I would have um we did talk a lot more. They put up some photos of me and stuff, but they didn't make it to air. But yeah, it was um it was really it was a really, really, really interesting experience. I loved it.
5: What I find quite interesting about Hard Quiz is that all the contestants kind of get involved with the smart ass lines trying to outdo um Tom Gleason and i was wondering having watched a few episodes of it whether they give you any kind of pre-written stuff to say because i noticed when your fellow contestant neil whose special subject was beekeeping lost he his comedy line as he exited was not enough buzz and i'm thinking <laughs> you know did you write that do they give the do they give you the funny lines how does it work
7: no no they don't they just say but go they just tell you to go for it okay They just tell you to go for it, like go for the burns. That's all they say. But I knew what my final thing was going to be. I knew if I got sent off that I was going to turn around at the end and do one of
0: those. (laughs) And sorry to interrupt, but we have a special guest here. There we go. This is a surprise. We do. We have the legendary Tony Wilson.
9: Yay. That is awesome. I haven't had legendary ever i don't think so probably just made, that's
0: the first sign i think 50 i'd say but thank you very much that's lovely matthew hey uh, no, no, th- thank you for coming on board and i do apologize uh, to Hester. We we're in the middle of talking to, to her appearance about hard quiz but i wanted this to be a surprise for everyone uh so <laughs> it yeah, yeah so um yeah no one knew that you're going to come on and other than myself so uh I just want to point out for one thing, you're got a, you've got a Substack.
9: I have. I have. So, in fact, how I got in touch, Matthew, was that I'm in the in the Elon Musk era Twitter uh, withdrawal. And so I sent messages to everyone saying, I'm out of here and I'm on Substack. And my one's called Good One Wilson, which is, um, it's basically just me writing about stuff. If I find something funny or put up, you know, I've made a film of, putting up some stuff from that. And, and I've also been um, writing about my son's got a disability. He's got um, cerebral palsy. And so, you know, if we, if we go to a Bruce Springsteen concert or he, he, he's part of a drama group as well, you know, I put up stories around that sort of stuff as well, yeah. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I've been doing it just over a year.
0: And Good One Wilson is named after that, the, that classic commercial.
9: Good One Wilson! The Gilla Mintz commercial. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've even I've stolen their artwork, the blue and white stripes of the Gillamints pack, and uh, yeah, there's been a goal at the soccer. I hope that's not coming through too loudly for you.
0: Oh, I was going to ask where are you at because we could hear something in the background.
9: (laughs) Yeah, there's, um, I'm at the Melbourne City game. I, I, my son asked me to go, and then I realised I was doing this uh, around about half-time. <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: timing. Oh, that's great. Well, we won't keep you for too long, but of uh, course you, you obviously are in the middle of a sporting event, which you are known for as a reputable journalist reporter, and uh, if anyone well, does, says the late report, they're off.
9: <laughs> well, uh, given you're the, uh, the number one fan group for... The Late Show and for Working Dog. I guess soccer's almost my biggest in with them. It was the the Santos Sam and Ed Cut fever job in <laughs> 2010, which was which was very exciting in South Africa.
0: And how how is it working with them?
9: Oh, they're the best. I mean, they are. Like, so, I always I always say to people like in Year 12 when the degeneration was on, um, I used to tape the degen. 1988 or 89 or whatever and then because i lived 100 meters from the school at Campbell game 15 of us would go home the next day and watch it again at lunchtime at my house the day after it aired (laughs) so this was sort of like the full-on um fan worship uh, of, of these guys and 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 jane as well of course um and then and then the idea that 15 years old, it was almost 20 years later. It was, and it was really Tony Martin who, who I got in touch with, or he got in touch with me. We were on a show called Darren and Bros' Channel 31 show, and, T- and Tony Martin was a guest on that. We were just in the green room, and he said, oh, I read your novel. And I was, I was just so chuffed. It was like the, the moment of my life. And he said, I loved your novel. And then he, he wrote me an email the day after. It was very Tony Martin. He cranks out eight hundred words to me on why he loved my novel, and so I. Is is that is that players? Yeah, players. And then he's gone and Ah, he's tried to he's promoted about as hard as anyone else over the the two decades I've known him. Now you know, so I just had this real moment of generosity from Tony, and then that was the entry point into and also working at Triple R meant that Santo who who had been a worked on Triple R as a Breakfaster not as a Breakfaster but as a kind of a regular guest on Breakfasters back in the 80s Santo is a regular returnee to Triple R and so because I was doing the Breakfasters on Triple R I got to know Santo a bit and then we had the, the soccer in because we both loved the Socceroos and so at the 2006 World Cup Santo was there and I was there and again this was a pinch myself moment where you're sitting in a sausage restaurant in Munich or whatever and it's just with with Santo Chilaro, talking about soccer or football, and 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 so we I ended up spending quite a few days with Santo at that Germany World Cup, which I still rate as the you know the best three weeks of my life in just in terms of the, the 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 party of it and the fun of it, and then to, to throw in the fact that you know I was that, that I was becoming friends with Santo <laughs> <laughs> like I it was a love there now, doesn't it? But, <laughs> No, it really was, it was, um, it was, it was, it was an amazing time and they are amazing people. And so, you know, the I actually remember, um, yeah, so then Santo asked me four years later, he said, are you going again? And can you be our on the street reporter? And I thought, oh, that is unbelievable. He's going to put me on a working dog show. I can't believe it. And, um, and then <laughs> the, the guy who I've worked with for the longest before, that was actually Sam Pang. And. Pang, little did I know that as I was getting the one-minute segment at the end of Santo, Sam and Ed's Cup Fever, Pang was going to get the third microphone on the desk. So uh, <laughs> he, le- he leaps right over me, Sam, and he's been uh, leaping ever since.
0: Please uh, plug whatever you want away, uh, such as any up-and-coming books or Well, tours. I can
9: tell you that Santo... Um, so this, the Substack Good One will, so I'd love people to join up. And you can join up for free. Um, it's uh, You can also pay if you want but you don't have to so basically you just click the free option and I'd love to to build that list and to have an audience to write to Um, then I'm also I've made a film and it's actually quite exciting this very minute five minutes ago I got sent a clipping of an article in the Times today in the UK all about our film because one of the filmmakers got a copy to a, a sports reporter who's kind of reviewed it because it's about Ange Postacoglu Who's, he's, he's flying high in, in English football he's the coach of Tottenham yeah. top of the league at the moment and he was coached here in Australia in 1990 in 1989 1991 by a guy called Ferenc Pushkis and Pushkas is like a Pelé level player a Maradona a Ronaldo level player in the history of the game he was Hungarian best player in the world in the 1950s and, and he coached Ange and the Greek team South Melbourne Hellas here in Melbourne and so I've made this documentary about those years of this this really amazing footballer I'm um, spending some time with who, who, the person who's now our most famous football export and so that's been written up in the in the uk papers today, which is really exciting it gives us a bit of a shot of the uk release. so it's called Pushkus in Australia and it's um if you look up if you look up Pushkus in Australia and um good one Wilson you'll see an article basically about how. About how that film is going and what it's about, and there's a little trailer and everything there, so you can check that out. And then, uh, apart from that, I'm just writing a book about a footy coach called Alan Jeans at the moment. So he's dead. Um, I'm doing a, a sort of a, a, a biography, I guess. Yeah. So that, they've been my main jobs in recent times. Um, so I've got a podcast called Speak Ola. So I love um, I love speeches, and um, I've been I've been sort of collecting them, I guess. For about uh, eight years now. So I put up all these, um, all these, you know, like all types of speeches. Sometimes it's, um, it it could just be a a comedy speech or like I I was just thinking of um, Julia Lewis Dreyfus's speech at the, remember that speech she gave when she received the um, the Mark Twain Award? Uh, So that's one that I was talking about this week because it had its speech anniversary. But, you know, I also put up serious speeches, uh, eulogies, political speeches. And then each month or every couple of weeks, I try to do an interview with someone about a speech and so that that's been a bit of a passion project for many years now and yeah it's a, over 50 episodes. How many episodes are you guys up to?
0: Oh this will be uh, well, our regular ones we've done 53 and this is our bonus episode so we're on pretty much on par bet, yeah.
9: yeah well uh, did you have a big party for the 50th I I have to admit, I'm a massive. I look at all the little highlights I've had out of the out of the Late Show working dog crowd, and one of the biggest was being a sponsor or get my Speak Ola podcast got a mention on episode five of Sizzle Town because yeah. Tony was, not because of the
3: fart not not because of any farts. I no, no, no <laughs> I,
9: haven't, I haven't had a pod fart, um, but I've, I've he was just looking for I don't know why. I think I, the other thing I got. This is another cool thing that happened through knowing Tony. I got to suggest a um, a Dion scam. I oh, said, yeah? oh, why doesn't he... Yeah, it was getting in cahoots with the local hardware store. You know how Bunnings will beat it by 10%? <laughs> yeah.
1: So,
9: but Bunnings say they'll beat everything by 10%. And so Dion had teamed up with a friend down at the local hard hardware store to falsify receipts or something. And so... Bunnings had to keep coming down to beat it by ten percent, and that was my idea that I gave Tony. And he, you know, like he said at the end of a Sizzletown. And thanks to Tony Wilson, the, just uh well, I didn't say. Of course, he didn't give anything away in terms of Dion's legitimacy, but it was a, it was a thrill I can tell you <laughs> to be part of Dion Cannon, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: Now, now, also, just just quickly, Speaker is also home to well, I don't know whether you can call it a humorous speech or a serious speech, but uh, it's definitely a speech. Rex Hunt's address to it the is. nation.
9: So that, do you know mm. I transcribed that? So you, you've got to you've got to have um, a bit of respect for me to sit down for four hours or whatever it was, yeah. and type out every word. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, I, yeah,
2: I was wondering how how you got that, but I think I think we well, all. Know the connection now. Yeah, so
9: that one, I, I, well, it's just on YouTube, wasn't it? But I, I, I might have run it through an AI. Um, it's easy. It's, they're good now. This, the, the way you, they can do the. Um... But basically, but basically, it's it's there permanently in. written Yeah, so form. just look up Rex Hunt and Speak Ola, and you can. So because they always played excerpts of it, all the best bit, and mm. to be honest, hearing it in its entirety, <laughs> it's not. It's something it's, else. It's, it's, it is, but I'm, I should try and get Rex on. I've been since one of the things about the podcast is, you know, you talk to people about the speech, and I have wondered what would happen if we, if we got Rex on and got the back behind the scenes story of the of the address to the nation. I mean, would that be good or would it be ugly? Because uh, Rex would make it ugly.
0: Oh, I, I nearly How had Rex I? on the podcast. Actually, I was very close. That was when he was. Uh, Oh you need a soccer game. <laughs> what was that? Exactly. So...
9: <laughs> yeah, you've heard another goal go in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That. You take your life into your hands a bit if you give him a microphone. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> but
0: it's just give him the Dixie cup ice cream. <laughs>
9: yeah. <laughs> it's not all as sound as um as the address to the nation, you know. That's what he was still at early stage Rex anger. He's gone into He's in late. He's in late stage now.
0: And and one more uh, question for you though. Uh, when are the two tones coming back?
9: Oh, there you go. How do I ever wangle that? So the, the, what what um, Matthew's referring to is the the joyous few almost a couple of years really we did it over. But I was a fill-in guy after I finished up on Triple R. I'd just do a Friday morning um, and do three hours and. And managed to, like Tony, for whatever reason, was just doing the Scrivener's Fancy and didn't have very many um, permanent gigs at the time. And he could just fit in. So occasionally I'd just get these three-hour sessions with Tony Martin on Triple R. And we'd get great guests. And I'd often I would just be asking Tony what he'd been watching. Maybe it was a precursor to Sizzle Town Unplugged, actually. You just put it, <laughs> point him in a direction and say, you know, what's, what do you think of this series or what? this album or this um, show that you saw in 1985 and off he goes. And so it was this very, um, yeah, very relaxed, very um, loose chat on Triple R. And actually, have you got any of the recordings of those? Cause yeah. I... yeah,
0: we, we do. We, we've collected them. So if you ever want something from an archive, uh, we are the people that come to.
9: Well, you used to have it. I remember it was up on one of the sites, but I thought that site had gone to heaven that you had our two toads on. Is that um, my
3: champagne comedy? It's still kicking, kicking around, but some of the links may have expired. But we, right. we have them archived, so we can always send them over.
9: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear those. or have little bits of them. I'd, I'd even put them up on Good One Wilson. Cause some of the little things he used to talk about. He was so good. I mean, he is so good. He's just a straight out genius, isn't he? And um, yeah, so it was uh, it was really, as I said, this was kicking myself time in life to. To meet those people, and I've probably really met nearly all of them. I've met all of them now, and, and you know, it's uh yeah from from being able to recite the. I remember I always used to love that sketch about that's our friend the koala um, the, and the Billy the Billy's boiling Gino. Remember the the cappuccino machine in the campsite. Yeah, no? way to go, man. Yeah, that's yeah. on.
0: Uh, yeah, that yeah, it is on the old D Gen uh, episode. Yeah, um, that's
9: right. The Billy's boiling Gino. We still say that in our house. Uh, I think that's our friend the koala the Billy's boiling Gino. Um, so, right. so that, so that's like a, you know, this is like essential stuff to my soul. And and then you know, to have had that, um, to to be the you know, ten years behind him or whatever, and to, to 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 be able to have. And let's, I'm not kidding myself. I haven't had a career that's sort of um, you know, I don't think it's hit the stellar heights. But I've um, I've certainly had these thrills throughout my creative life, and and those working dog people in the sense that I even got to meet them you know that's been that's been amongst them excellent thanks Matthew for allowing uh, for, for coming over to Good One Wilson from my from Twitter where where we're gonna uh, I think it's over I can't believe it Twitter's just done but uh, it seems <laughs> yeah, to be that, that thing <laughs> so um, so yeah so th- thanks for joining up and yeah if anyone wants to I'd, I'd love you to um, to join up and just just so you can get a piece a week or whatever I'm doing and hear, hear little sippets of audio and film and, and writing and, and and get in touch by email or whatever. So thank you, everyone.
0: That's all right. That is mm. .substack.com. So thank
9: you. See you later, Hester. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: <laughs> See you, Tony. See ya.
9: Thanks, Tony. Bye. See you. There we go.
3: <laughs> so oh, what a nice surprise.
4: Yes.
5: <laughs> yeah, nice.
4: So I dropped out. Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> ken bruce was it ken oh, bruce yes it was Ken bruce. mad yeah yeah
5: <laughs> he's gone so mad he turned
0: into tony wilson
4: yeah <laughs> ah tony wilson nice
0: yes yeah, so uh yeah you'll have to just listen to the episode back mason <laughs> <laughs> we I will. yeah, he, he, we did have some technical issues with Moe's, and He did his best, and then he managed to chime in in the last five minutes of the chat, <laughs> and still couldn't hear the speaker yeah. anyway. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> I found a different laptop to plug in. This this one seems to be working. Ah, oh, well.
0: see, this is why. Yeah, I'd would say more.
2: Yeah, it seems more reliable on my end.
0: Oh, and now he drops <laughs> out. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm I,
2: I was just putting the, the volume
0: down a little bit on the control center, whatever it's called. Uh, and, but,
2: yeah, and so, yeah. don't okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, uh, Hester, are you still there? <laughs> yeah.
7: I'm gone anywhere.
0: Uh, well, welcome back. And, uh, yeah, Spotlight's back on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope you didn't mind that little cameo.
2: Before the uh, um, uh, interruption, uh, we were were talking about, um, yeah, trying to uh, uh, split hairs between um, uh, Tony and Mick. And, um, yeah, you you said you were a big uh, uh, Tony fan ultimately.
7: So it's funny because when I thought of it back, from the late show, on the late show, Mick was my favourite. Like, he just cracked me up. He was one of those ones that he just sexy... Sexy blokes and sexy vacuum cleaners. It's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's still like, yeah, it's just so it's so classic. And but on the yeah, on the late show he was um better. He did more. Because I I'm forty two. So what was like ten and eleven when it was on? I don't know how you guys have got all the episodes. If you record it on VHS and you can now have it on VHS, like
3: I yeah I I did mm-hmm. the second season. Oh yeah, I'm 46, so I was more yeah year year 10 and 11. <laughs> so.
7: Yeah, because I don't I can't watch the episodes. I can only watch the best bits.
0: There, there's a reason why. <laughs> so so
7: apparently copyright reasons and things like that. I've heard Tony Martin say something to do with yeah. copyright. A
0: lot of it's to do with mm. copyright, and um and a lot of it as well has to do with extremely dated references and moments.
7: I think as well they just like to have the best bits so everyone can just think it was really, really funny every week.
0: Yeah, the, what we've worked out is, and through various interviews and conversations and so forth, it, the best bits... Um, in fact, it was an episode that, that I listened to that Rob uh, Sitch was ha- actually having a chat to the Chaser guys about, and um, that he actually said that the best bits of The Late Show is what... If, if it was a fully produced, edited, well, show that's what they would have wanted it to be. Uh, When you watch the original broadcast or the original episodes, and as we've gone through it, hence the reason the Champagne Comedy podcast exists, while it's funny, great, and live, and a little bit raw, there are just moments where they've gone, oh, that joke fell flat. That um, taint or... Stuff that hasn't aged well. Yeah. like uh, One of them, for, for a... Great example. Uh, and, and I don't know if you've been seeing the clips that are being uploaded on YouTube under the Working Dog account, have you at all, Hester? Oh
5: I've lit
7: on YouTube. Yeah, that, Hester I've seen some because I'm on uh, yeah. desperate hunt for Razia,
0: but I can't find her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> on a
1: desperate hunt for Razia, well, but anyway. everyone's well, we'll after we'll get Razia, Razia to you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're, we're still working on Razia.
5: <laughs> Razzia is coming yes yeah.
0: <laughs> forever exactly. 30 years and still still trying to arrive uh, <laughs> I forgot about that I forgot about that That's right. like if you look at uh, on YouTube on Working Dog's uh, 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 official YouTube account there is a clip of uh, the grooming school for AFL footballers right? right now that version that I got on YouTube is a slightly extended version Uh, to what's on the DVD, what's on the best bits. So that's just a taste of that little extra bit because... Uh, I didn't uh, realise If you watch it and watch to the very end and then um, they throw to Mick uh, to to the side of the stage, that is in the original episode but not on the DVD. Okay. So... make sure you keep subscribing to that YouTube channel. We're giving him a plug and yeah. Um, But (laughs) there's just other bits and pieces. I
7: I bet they need that YouTube revenue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you've got some stuff up on there, on your own personal accounts or whatever, don't be surprised if it gets hit with a copyright or whatever, because they are now starting to protect their works a bit further, Um, which I don't blame them. But um, with that clip, uh, there's a little bit beforehand where on the live broadcast, uh, that Jason's uh, microphone's playing up and then he, and then the camera's kind of zooming in and out onto the sketch and then you hear someone off, on the side which I think was Rob saying oh, his mic's not working and then it finally cuts in so you'll see that th- there's just too many errors or bloopers uh, yeah. with the original episodes but that's what people want because it's the raw rawness and the stuff that you just don't see or you just don't forget that was the beauty of doing a live show like that yeah,
7: they don't do them anymore, really, do they? No. They're pre-planned. Even all the talk shows, the American talk shows, you know they've been pre-asked questions and they've been given, you know, it's all just so pre-planned. Then you ever watch an old clip of Bert and Graham?
0: Oh, <laughs> yes.
5: It's hilarious. Oh. <laughs>
0: Graham Kennedy. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of Graham Kennedy stuff and Bert Newton.
7: So funny! It's so funny, and it's live every week. They couldn't do that. Now I think it's, uh, yeah, I think that's like, just, um, just gone out of France
2: to Richard. A those, yeah. yeah, there anyway. we go. Yeah. So, it's when you were asked
3: the the questions from the Late Show, were you told they would only come from those best bits, or could you have been thrown something out of left field that was from an episode that you just hadn't seen?
7: Well, I told them when I was doing it. And I said it multiple times. I said it can only be from the best bits because I was ten and eleven. Years old at the time, or 11 and 12, you can't get anything else but the best bits anymore. Um, because when he had the hot luck dude with the bells, I went, This isn't from the best bits. Like, this was in my mind when they, read. if I didn't know the answer, to be honest, I was actually going to like, because you're allowed to say something, like, if the question's not asked properly or you think the answer's wrong, you are actually allowed to say, That's not like, yeah. Yeah, you can dispute things. They'll obviously edit it out. So when it was that, and I went, if they're going to ask me the score or something like that, or Bernard Kinn's comments, which for Razia I can nearly remember, even though I haven't. I you can dispute it. it. I love it so much. Um, talent nil.
1: <laughs>
7: totally nil. <So> good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah, I was going to say I only said it could only be from the best bits. But then he asked and I went, "Ah, oh, it's toilet break. So it was fine but Yeah, because I, I said it quite That's a few one. times during the thing going, just so you know, I can only do the things that are from The Best Bits because I can't research anything else. Mm. You can't.
5: Yeah. And when you were watching The Best Bits, were were there any things that you came across that you'd completely forgotten about and just fell in love with? What, what were your kind of cool discoveries re-watching it? You no, know, we had
7: the Best Bits D V D, so I'd seen that again. Like or we had so we had the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought them in the nineties. So I had seen the Best Bits again. Um and yeah, I just you no, know, it was all just super familiar. It was just so I was just so happy. I was just so happy to have it because it's just such joy. And um but, oh, my son loves it. My son's burling and he loves
0: sizzle pan and he's got a Birds of Dumb T-shirt. <laughs> I was going to say this, not, but I thought you were about to say Birds of a Feather Box set. But... No, he's not- <laughs> Well, yeah, I
3: found some old old tapes um, from Season 2 that I sent over to our, our friend of the show, Flemish Dog, who likes to archive all VHSs, and it was Episodes 4 to 7 um, from Season 2. And he he got back to me and said you even got five minutes of birds of a feather before um, episode four and I was thinking why did I record five minutes of birds of a feather um, then side note um, I was looking through some old stuff and found a 1993 calendar that I had at the literally at the bottom of a drawer it was stuck the drawer would not open because this was underneath it and lo and behold on the 26th of June I was in Queensland so I must have set the VCR with a bit of buffer beforehand to make sure you know it recorded everything and hence the five minutes of Birds of a Feather appearing on the, on the video, which, um, you know, that's something that's interesting to some people, just to kind of get that whole vibe of uh, gearing up for the lake show on a Saturday night and getting that Birds of a Feather show. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah. kids wouldn't
4: understand no. a thing or two about how to set a VCR these days. and mm. so That's a lost art. Oh. Yeah.
3: yeah, and the, the scanner thing.
5: Yeah, the, the yes. art of pausing it during the ad break the as well and then, then getting it. Back on before the ad break ends, so that you don't cut off the first bit. That mm. that's the art.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. What about taking ads out?
3: Yeah, he hates that. Like <laughs> I've sent him some tapes, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Your episode of uh, your, your movie had all the the bits cut off, but the the th- thankfully there's an hour after that where you've got an hour of ghost with ads. Much, so that's, much to that's, the of the whole tape is saved. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: would say. I, I was actually watching an episode of Jamoan um on. DVD and there was a sketch part which I don't know, I recorded this uh, snippet but I didn't put it in the system so I do apologise you just reminded me of is
6: it? and uh,
3: it's great because it's got a remote control that's got a scanner that sc- scans barcodes you know and like you don't have to uh, you don't have to tape programs and record it you know it, it's, it's, it used to be a big ordeal where you'd have to program the video now all you do
7: is you get the scanner and at the end of the program there's a barcode and you just zip across the barcode with a scanner, press send, and it just tapes that program whatever day of the week it's on. So I thought, this is a bit too easy. So I thought, I'll play a little bit of a trick on it. (laughs) And uh, I got a packet of
1: laxatives.
7: (laughs) And I just got the barcode off the packet of laxatives and uh,
3: I zipped it across the packet of laxatives, press send, and it taped Baywatch.
0: (laughs) That was tiring. Classic. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, with the, the research for the your questions, especially the, the final round, right, I was actually trying to find the answer to this on the commentary, but I'm sure that it's either mentioned in somewhere on the DVD or in previous episodes, like uh, appearances, because I know Santo mentioned it. This question.
8: The first two shit-scared stuntman sketches were filmed for a Channel 9 pilot. Using a camera borrowed from which TV show? So
7: 1991. I what was around?
0: Mm, there's your sizzle. What was the answer that you said, Hester? I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm still mad. Even though
7: I won, I'm still mad because straight into my brain just went to Australia's Funny Home videos, and I ignored it because. I said hey, hey
4: hey From the studios of HMAS Channel 9 Flagship of Entertainment in a sea of...
0: Anyway, that's enough, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but um <laughs> to to be to, to be fair, like even my, my younger brother wasn't quite sure of uh of what uh, uh TV show they borrowed the handicam from either. Do you know? And I thought- yeah, that that like that that sort of thing, like hey hey, would be fairly plausible, I would say. I couldn't think of anything else. Just incorrect. Just incorrect.
7: But the reason I thought of Jay's Funny Time videos was the Rodney King sketch.
0: Oh, of course. So, oh, my so so gosh, there's yes. there's another thing that has not aged well.
2: So funny. <laughs> not
0: mm. not
7: the one where it's like for extra strength headaches I get astro Not that one. Yeah. Um,
2: here's the footage and now here's the footage as it was submitted uh, to Funny Time yes. videos. Yes.
7: And then they... and then they talk about in the commentary that's where they got that idea from so yeah that's and i i put in my when that first came to my mind i went no hester you're thinking of rodney king that's not the answer but there yeah yeah so when it was the answer, i was so mad at myself
0: Uh, well you're forgiving because
7: you always trust your gut trust your gut and i didn't trust my gut my gut instinct knew the answer i don't know how it knew the answer
0: don't know how, but somehow I knew the answer. So I say
1: it. Well, here's a reminder for you. Ooh, gosh. <laughs>
3: Even though half of the shows. Well, the clips were from America. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: I always thought it was quite unfair that the prize was a video camera and you needed a, you need to have a video camera all ready yeah. to enter. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like all the people who can't submit entries should win a video camera.
0: You do have to thank Australia's Funniest Time Videos for Shit Scared.
3: Welcome to another program brought to you via the wonder of modern everyday technology, the video camera. Just imagine if it had never been invented and what would we have?
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have shit scared. Mm. We wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't have half of the late shot, well, well, They just late. basically
2: just
1: <laughs> went yeah. out yeah. there and
0: just did it themselves. You know what? What was going on in 1991? Just as a yeah. curveball here. Just when you think you've seen it all. Yo,
1: beautiful people. Oh. Yo, beautiful people. Good grief.
0: Wayne's nephew hits town.
1: Yeah. He's a talking and genius. <laughs> goodbye. All
0: together now. And then Jackie McDonnell is host to the Hello. world. Hello, Jackie. Frank Dingham. As we travel around the globe to see some of the world's funniest home videos Tuesday night online.
5: What a lineup! All
0: together now. <laughs>
5: wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of slightly look back on that era of Australian television with nostalgia because there was a lot of comedy on. It wasn't good <laughs> comedy, a lot of it, but there was a lot on, you know, like the idea that, that, you know there would be on a commercial network a sitcom that actually quite a few people watched like several times a week is is just frankly unthinkable in 2023 so in many ways it was a great era of television even if that included hey dad and all together now yeah Hester, it said in, um, well, it, you were you were announced on Hard Quiz as being a restaurant manager. I'm just wondering what your views are on the operations down at Pizza Nut. <laughs> what? Pizza Nut? Oh, come on. You, you remember? <laughs> oh, sweet, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, It's a deep cut. Sweet, right.
2: Lou Interligi, yes. beware of walk Pizza
5: wall. Nut was basically a parody of Acropolis Now, but it was Italian, and and they were running a cafe called Pizza Nut. It was like a sketch within a sketch, basically.
0: Because Gina was t- uh, was saying to you know hold the anchovies, hold the
3: anchovies. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like once you cram for an, an <laughs> yeah. exam, and then all the information just <laughs> dissipates and vanishes after a year or two. So <laughs> you, you're gonna have to rewatch it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, see so the, the 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 other thing we found out uh, from your your talk with Tom is you've had something like a hundred jobs,
7: <laughs> and I'm not a restaurant <laughs> manager anymore
2: either. Yeah. Shocks. At- oh well, yeah. Considering that was a year ago, I mean,
7: yeah. I don't even live in Western Australia anymore. I've moved to Queensland. Oh.
2: Ah. Oh, so you can go to Warner Brothers Movie World. I mean, with that with that many jobs that that you've had, I mean, the song Big Time Operator only had maybe about a dozen or so that all had to rhyme with the title of the song. You know, like <laughs> like is is there is there a, a particular job uh you had that you you really loved or really hated or like are uh, the like restaurant the what job i had
7: when i was filming which was running a cocktail bar so we actually talked about that but it all got edited out so we talked because i ran an award-winning cocktail bar so we talked a fair bit about booze um and i also we would play dress ups um so they actually had photos there of me dressed in full elvis <laughs> stuff um that got edited out and dressed as a um the angel of the apocalypse because Every Friday, every New Year's Eve, we'd have a party and it was a theme. So one theme was um, a, the the apocalypse and the the tagline was party like there's no tomorrow. That was a really, really fun job. But um, no, I love all my jobs. And if I don't love it, I quit. And that's how I've gone through so many. So I'm, I'm not someone who's ever hated their job. So if I go in there and if it's been in like a week or two and I'm like, I don't want to come here anymore. I just won't go there anymore. Life's still having fun. Like I just want to have fun all the time and laugh like all the time. And I work really hard, so now I'm am actually doing something I've never done before. And I'm a community sales manager, and I sell lifestyle villages. And I've never worked in sales before. <laughs> when he asked, "Are you are you like hard to hire or something?" And I said, oh, "Does that make you unhirable? I said, "No, un- unemployable." I said, "No, I'm very employable because um yeah I just but I just I don't know I think if you want to spread." Fun and joy and happiness, and you're actually onto life. People want to be around you, like that's my thing. So, um, yeah, it's easy to have lots of jobs if if you just, I don't know, just have fun with life in general. Watch funny comedies all the time, seeking out the fun and joy in life. That's what I think, and I think that's why I just love the DJing because they just seem to like love life. A lot of comedians don't have that that same vibe that they actually love life. And um, I think that's a great thing about it. And you can tell they were having such a great time making that show, that they were friends, that, you know, and it has that raw edge to it that I think just makes it really, yeah, long-lasting and mm. just such, yeah, just such a joy to watch.
2: And the, th- the thing is that it really put them on the map for everything else that followed.
7: Yeah. Do you guys have – um? you can't get the Brown album either, which we had at the time, trying to find – and the Brown album, and I can't find them. And Tony said that yeah, they're, they're like, out of print. They'll never be released.
3: Yeah, they, I do see them at the Salvos uh, quite regu- mm-hmm. regularly. So if I ever see see one there, I'll, I'll pick one up and we can post one over.
7: Because they're not even on. Like you can't get them digitally either.
3: No,
0: they there wow. was uh, in fact I don't. It was I think it was episode two or three of from the Hideout the podcast with Tony Martin. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pete Smith. And Pete and Smith Lessons... and Jovan Caro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was about to say his character name, Lessons with Lewis. He did mention that, uh, Tony mentioned that he'll, they were going to release like a 30th anniversary print, like a re- release, a digital release, but they realised that they can't due to some moments in it which have uh, some legal issues behind it that's the part that's a struggle with a lot of the comedy that they make is that (laughs) it can be hilarious but there'll be one person that go hey it will be taken out of context and then it would just prevent that limit down the the release down the track so whatever they're producing now take it you know grab it (laughs) archive it for yourself and don't just like rely on someone else to. Preserve it, or that, them to expect to release the, you know, um, like a commercial release later. Keep it for yourself. I was going to mention though, uh, don't tell us the exact location, but you are you based in southeast Queensland? No. Okay, further up. Yeah. Ah, uh, bummer. I was oh. going to say, if you were in southeast Queensland, you could easily go to Pifty's restaurant.
7: What's that? I could go to Dracula's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Piffy, the, the bell ringer, Piffy, the bell ringer owns a restaurant. No, yep, yeah, down on uh, down on the Gold Coast. Not...
7: How do you know this?
0: How did
1: he's we know been this? Our, was on he's our been on our show and he talked about, about it. it. Oh,
3: that <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> He rang the bells to his kid for the first time. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> child too, <Yeah. laughs>
0: he's got a young family.
7: He'd be great because when you ring a bell, that's when the waiters come. <laughs>
5: so he'd be perfect. Yeah, every, each table has a set of bells, and you have to ring the sequence to get the, the not, waiters not the wacky to come. waiters. <laughs> I, I like to think they're wacky waiters, but they're probably
3: not just people dressed up as Bernard <laughs> popping up delivering your food. <laughs>
5: This, this is the concept restaurant everyone wants to see. Well, I say everyone, I mean basically us.
0: Oh, <laughs> King's the original Karen. Oh. Oh, okay. Rehearsal, rehearsal, oh, yeah. rehearsal. Uh, yeah, what was it, some of the potluck mentions? Is like, you know, what, what is it like in Campbelltown? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, awful, just awful. Like,
7: I, yeah. yeah, I can't find any potluck even. Even I don't even, you know, I can't even find potluck on YouTube.
0: Well, you know the Todd Rickson bit? Yeah, the guy who does the hammy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony has mentioned that if it wasn't for the late show, like if, if you ever see that video out and about, like in the world uh, on other shows or whatever, that was because um, it was all because of Tony Martin and The Late Show because that uh, snippet or that part of the episode never was broadcast.
1: Ah. Like
0: in the original <laughs> Potluck broadcast recording, uh, it was Tony going th- having access to the archives and then someone had pointed out to him, so oh, you should check this out. And then you watch it, it's like, cool, we'll do it. So it was all because of that. It was because um, Tony discovered it or decided to put it on the late show and yeah so that's the origin that would be so
7: good to it would be it would have been amazing i could imagine tony martin sitting there going through potluck he would have been pissing himself watching bernard and just going I oh, this is pot this is a potluck this is just gold this is just pure comedy gold all of it would have been so good
3: yeah and then that clip made it to various other shows around the world in america and, and they they had this whole story. They interviewed Only uh, Siegley talking about the experience and everything. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, claims to fame, so, weird. so did you? Did you find some? Uh, did you have? Hester, did you have um, lots of people know, recognize you in the street after your appearance? Oh, no, <laughs> no,
7: but it was really lovely because people. Obviously, I like told my family members. I'm like, I'm oh, on. It's, it's the night, you know. My mum. And-
2: more, more importantly, you told champagne comedy as well. I did. I thought you'd want it because. Well, look to 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 be quite frank, I'm not a well, I'm not a I'm not at all a watcher of Hard Quiz. To be honest, so yeah, we we, we wouldn't have known unless you um, uh, if you hadn't told us.
7: Well, I just I just thought, hello, they're going to want to know that there's another tragic out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. What are you talking about, what? tragics? Jeez.
2: Oh, we are. We are. I'm proud to be. <laughs> like to to be to, to be fair, you you did very well in the episode. I mean, you got five from five uh, for your. Uh, for your first round, it was easy. plus you 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 managed to steal a couple of the other uh, 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 subject questions, which means double points. That's always good. Yeah, like it, 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 it reminds me a lot about that. Uh, you you know the the um, the sale of the century sketch on the late show where <laughs> yeah. you know um, uh, Jane supposedly has an has an earpiece and Tony gives all of these tips about. Uh, you know how how to succeed in the game, and one of them is about anticipation. And the 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 questions you stole were really well anticipated.
7: I wonder if I actually took that subliminally with me, that Tony. <laughs> I reckon I actually did. I'm not even kidding. Now that you said that, I actually remember thinking
2: to myself, as as long as it's that and not the earpiece. <laughs> no way. <laughs> who else is
7: tell me unless it was one of you guys who <laughs> were like
4: on <laughs> And because always, remember, we'll never always tell. remember don't go the home viewer. Don't go the home viewer. Yeah.
7: <laughs> but um I was spewing cause I actually wanted more questions because I was so over prepared. And when it finished, when it finished, I just said to him, What were the other questions? I was like, I wanna see if I can get more right.
4: Yeah. And
7: I've got it like, um because I do watch heart quiz, I know the sort of stuff they ask. I remember one time. He asked someone what a license plate number was, and I think it was for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Was their expert subject, and he asked what the number plate was. So we get they get down to details. Which is when it was in out, neither here nor there. I only knew that because I watched it, knowing that that's something that hard quiz would probably ask. Mm. So I had
0: those those little things, mm. those
2: little details. Mm.
0: Here's one for you. With that, neither here nor there. Okay, quiz me. Excuse me. I will. Okay. What was the problem with those boxes? What
7: was the problem with the boxes?
0: Yeah, we all know the answer, but uh, what was the problem with neither here nor there?
7: I don't know. I'll
0: give you time to think about it.
7: I thought it sort of said shake it all about. That was my <laughs> As in the hokey pokey was in, out, and I felt like it should have said shake it all about. <laughs> what was the problem with
0: it's, it's, it's on there, like it's on the best bits. Um, no,
7: I don't uh, know. Th-
0: there was a problem with neither here nor there. What was it?
7: Oh, I wouldn't have a clue.
0: It was a typo. Neither no, is spelt incorrectly. Oh,
7: I can't believe one of my other jobs has been a proofreader. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: course
1: it has. I've done
3: everything. <laughs> <It> was a, <laughs> a journalist script, script writer for a late like show. If, if you
0: watch it again, you will now not... Like, you will yeah. not be able to unsee it. So, That's true.
3: yeah. You're I was one gonna... of the people who was initially annoyed by it and then very thankful oh. that they picked it up, <laughs> picked up on it later. <laughs>
7: yeah. So, was it like that through the whole thing or they changed it at no, some no,
0: point? It was, only, it was only a once off for that moment, mm. that sketch thing, right? And uh, oh. yeah, neither is uh, N I E. That's how they wrote it. So, no, even though uh, neither is spelled N E I.
7: Yeah no I can't. that's funny i didn't notice that usually i would but um yeah it was um yeah i was spewing because i had so many other they when they they said on oh, you know even learn your pro- things about production so i, I learned who the producer was i think i've lost the information now but i learned who the second director was there's the skit oh where they do one of the um you know where they do one of the dinner parties Mixed sort of a girl, and it turned out that was actually the second assistant director. So I learnt who her name was because I thought that's something they might ask. Like honestly, I studied and I learned.
1: the what? name of
7: the You know, when they do New York, New York? Yep. The naval ship.
2: Oh,
0: you actually worked for? <laughs> do you know um, which
7: name it was? What was the name of that naval ship?
2: I think this is the first time you've stopped me. Yeah, stopped
7: right? me. It's the H. Yeah, what? Brisbane.
3: Ah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, did you have anyone uh, quiz you to just kind of test you, or you just kind of test yourself and and take notes yourself when you were were preparing?
7: Clue what was going on. No one else, except my young son, who loves scared and barge ass. Like he loves it. He yeah. And I worry because I'm like, how do you you, how do you get all these references? You know, like especially like the news references that are so topical. Um, You know. He doesn't even know who Bruce McAvaney is.
0: Oh. well, <laughs> yeah, show, no. show him some clips, and then you know he could go on and on. Oh, anyway. I know. <laughs>
5: and, I was curious, and a uh, will. Oh
7: yeah. And I was like, things you think of later. I was like, who is your favourite? I was like, I wish I said. Oh, if I have to pick a favourite, I wouldn't. I'd list them all.
0: Santa <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> finally, finally, that would have been the best answer possible. But anyway.
0: You know, you're saying that your son likes Barjass. Has yes. you, have you introduced him to that? That's Bluey. No, no, that's the original TV series. Sorry,
7: but is it funny?
0: No, it's a drama. But if you watch no. it, it's going to it'll probably ruin it for you anyway. It does.
2: It it does have these kind of comedic touches to it, but apart from that, yeah, fairly, fairly you know, usual police procedural kind of thing. It does have- with
7: the skates in it, I'm not interested.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> <is caprichosa>. no.
7: <laughs> so good. Louis uh, bar is probably my thing that I watch the most over and over. I think it's just absolutely hilarious. And when he's like, they forgot, <laughs> can I have some chips? Do you want fries with that? And um, <laughs> And then when he does the fart to give the car turbo. But honestly, like, it's just the best. It's just that stuff, as dumb as that is, that honestly, sometimes I do, I just, whenever my kids are like, can I have some chips? I'll go, do you want fries with that? And I do it to them all the time. <laughs> and they just, <laughs> like, they can't ask for chips without me asking if they want fries with that. And now my son Sterling gets it. And he. you can see the look on his face. He just loves it. Like, he gets it. Nice. And, um yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome when you have the next generation get your little tiny jokes that really, not many of us really get. <laughs> so it's nice to, um, nice to indoctrinate someone. And yeah.
3: bring how, in- old, how old are they, your kids?
7: The seven-year-old's useless. He's fine. He doesn't get comedy. <laughs> he
3: really doesn't.
7: Um, he really, really doesn't get comedy. But the 11-year-old does. He's actually um, got a keen eye for it. loves space balls, um, so that's important. Um, I got the whole Mel Brooks collection, and he loves it. He watches that with me, and he just loves it.
0: You know what I found out the other day because of the anniversary of Phil Hartman's death, right? Yeah, uh, his unfortunate passing—twenty-five years—that uh, he makes Five it... 25 years ago. Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Oh my god! Um, he <laughs> we're getting on, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, he was. Um, uh, he, he made a small. Uncredited cameo or uh in Spaceballs, yeah, yeah, I had no idea, and and it wasn't until further on I realized he voices one of the ding (laughs) dings,
7: yeah, yeah, classic, yeah, good
0: time. When are you heading back down the southeast Queensland? Like, are you going to Movie World at all? So, are you going? Oh,
7: yeah, I love um theme parks and stuff.
0: So make sure you stand out in front of wheelchairs and strollers. The sign's not there, but you got to pay.
1: <laughs> Stroller.
0: You, you got to pay homage to the front of it. Okay, so I was going
1: to
7: shit out of Sylvester.
1: <laughs>
7: Get video and send it to Mick.
1: Yeah, it's a kangaroo. <laughs> it's
7: not a mouse. It's a
1: kangaroo. <laughs>
7: that would be awesome. No, that would be good. But, um, yeah, it was – um. you guys watch Get This or or not watch or listen to Get This.
2: Yeah. It's been a while for me, but I should probably try and go through another run of it again. I haven't just to, done it. Know, just to enjoy it I've again. I've never,
7: ever done it. What was it like? And I've got Tony something about a Bandcamp app that's got it on there.
0: Oh, it, it, it's, they've got the Get This archives. Like, there's stuff which was – um recorded through champagnecomedy.com. That was archived through that originally when it first broadcast. And then after that, um, like, they were preserved in other people's archives. And then they've officially, like, Tony and Pots and Pans have been releasing it on, on the, the Sisseltown YouTube thing, like, the official podcast episodes that were done. Radio. Yeah. So they're, they're existing. They're floating What's around.
7: What's like? What was it? was it
2: it was sort of like it was sort of like a cross between uh between the sort of tightly scripted sizzle town and uh, like so it was a bit looser as well cuz you like you, you had you know things like you know Ed and uh, Ed Cavalier and Tony Martin you know sort of trying to pull each other up and you know take the piss out of each other as well so it's sort of it yeah it, it 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 had that kind of looseness to it okay. along with all of the you know usual sketches that you would expect from Tony. okay because yeah I
7: keep thinking about it but I just haven't actually gone for it but um I keep getting stuck on Sizzletown and I'm hopeless for watching the same things over and over again.
0: Well, there, there was a gentleman by uh, the name is Stephen uh, or I think or Reese. No, I do apologise. I can't remember his name. Ah, oh, I'm getting confused. It's Reese, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but he appeared on Mastermind, uh, and his specialty was get this.
7: Oh, cool! And he
0: did okay to a point. <laughs> he, uh, I'm. I think the episode might be still on SBS on demand or floating around on YouTube. Um, damn it! I, I, I do apologise that I can't remember his name. That's terrible.
5: I feel like we need to get this bloke together with Hester and maybe oh. that bloke who was on Hard Quiz the other week who won with the goodies and, and just do kind oh, of like a champion of champions kind of yeah. episode or something.
0: Best of the British. You know? uh, and and <laughs> quick, everyone buy the box set of birds of a feather and the new one. Yeah, please, get, get a birds of
5: a feather expert <laughs> on, <laughs> on the buses. And we'll do a champion of champions comedy hard quiz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you mentioned band camp as as well, Hester. So um, it's sort of, it is to music a bit like that Substack is to Tony Wilson. It's like it's just it's a service where Tony can put out his own uh, his own albums. So he's he's got an album of sketches that came from Get This, right? Um, which you can like mm-hmm. you, can, you can basically buy fairly cheaply, really good quality, and more of the profits go to. Uh, Go to the artists than would on you know know, something like Spotify or iTunes. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look in. So yeah, there's a there's a a fair bit of stuff. There's you know get this material. There's a couple of stand up albums. Um, I think he's also released uh, an audio book of Lolly Scramble,
0: his first um, his first book.
7: Do you guys live in Melbourne? Uh,
0: We're all over. The world, basically. Oh,
7: you won't go and see Tony do stand up?
3: I have seen him uh, do uh, stand up once in in yeah. about six years ago.
5: I saw him do stand up in two thousand, and actually, that set is now on Bandcamp, and I downloaded it recently. And you can hear see, yourself yeah. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was trying to work out whether it was the he, he hasn't got a date on it, so I don't know if it's the one that I went to or one of the other ones that he did in that run. But anyway, it was nice to re-listen to it. Because, yeah, I see him
7: advertise yeah. and he does do gigs, like, fairly frequently in Melbourne. Um, yeah, so I was just interested if um, anyone still goes, actually
5: makes it. The- if I lived there, I would go to them, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. L2 Melbourne-based uh, people not on the show, actually, tonight. So, oh. um, yeah, they would be usually front and centre and be part of that um, thing but yeah i'm sydney originally gold coast and yep. we've got daniel in adelaide
2: yeah adelaide yeah and- there
0: was there was one
2: time tony uh performed at the rhino room in adelaide with greg fleet and a couple of other people Yeah, and yeah me 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 and my brother went we have to go yeah and how was it yeah pretty bloody good i'd say because uh, yeah he was he was headlining and um Greg was sort of emceeing and um, I think it was about it was in december i 'm just trying to think of the year it was a heck of a long time ago but um it was it was it was also around around the time uh that comes around which sort of the the anniversary of richard marslin 's passing uh richard was uh, was the one person we didn 't talk about on get this um who um mm-hmm. Uh, He passed away in 2008. I think it might have been early 2010s I went and saw. It was when Tony uh, did stand up in Adelaide. In fact, I might still have the photo. I'm going to have to scramble around looking in my phone for it, though.
5: Well, why do you do that? I actually saw Tony, Mick and Judith at the Adelaide Fringe in 1994 so this was this was like February 94. So this was really just months after the late show had ended. And that, I don't, you know, obviously it's a really long time ago. So I don't, my memories are a bit hazy, but that was a really good gig. You know, they each did a, mm. they each did a stand-up spot. They did a few sketches either in pairs or, or as a trio. And it was just a really, really great hour. Um, and I took some photographs with my with my old film camera, mm-hmm. it being 1994, and I was, like, way up the back. So there's this tiny little speck in the middle of this photo of, of each of them, which you can't really see, and it's quite blurry. But, yeah, good oh, night. Still a good
3: memory. Really good night. And that would have been the time it was when a good we weren't sure if The Late Show was coming back as well, and it was kind of, like, exactly front line and, We yeah. didn't
0: know. What yeah. about you, Mason? You've been very
3: quiet. So oh, he's just riding on his his fame, his recent fame. I'm, Do you I'm want just, to talk about that?
4: I'm just too scared that if I speak, yeah. my cashion will drop out. So I'm trying to <laughs>
3: conserve
2: energy. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's talk about yeah. that because the thing is that for for every day uh, so far this year, you've been you know committing yourself to writing a sketch each day.
4: Yeah, well,
2: and and yet somehow that that has not gained you as much. <laughs> Uh, Notoriety as your theory about The Masked Singer Australia And
0: before you go into it, this is what we're referring to
4: Okay, so here's something that I've only just worked out about The Masked Singer And perhaps everyone already knows this, but I've only just worked it out So, all of the reveals are not filmed in front of a live audience And the main reason is they don't want audience members to give spoilers away But, this is the other thing, is that they film all of the reveals, all of them, every single one of them, every single mass Singer, they film all of them at the start of the 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 show, before it's even gone to air. They film every single one of them, every single reveal, okay? They have them in the bank. Then the, the celebs, they go off, they go in a sound booth, they record their songs. The songs are then just played each week. There's somebody inside the suit dancing around on stage. It's not the celeb inside the suit, it's not. And then who depending on who they want to reveal that week, they just play the tape. They just play the tape of the reveal. Do you get it? Therefore the celebrity only has to put in probably about two hours worth of work. And that's all they get paid for. Of course they're not putting in hours and hours and hours, because imagine how much money that would cost. They put in two hours. They record they record their songs in a sound booth over an hour. They record their their reveal. That that'll take half an hour. Boom. That's all they need to do. All of those add in bits, the bits where you see the, the master person at the supermarket or whatever, that's not the celebrity, of course it's not.
1: Yeah. Explain and yourself. I, I
4: have <laughs> no idea why that actually um hit such a nerve with um TikTok um people because I didn't th- I thought that TikTok was sort of um, you know, thirteen to twenty year olds that wouldn't watch um the Master Singer, but maybe that maybe that's who maybe that's who does. But um to,
2: to, to be fair, the the only time I watched the Masked singer Is during that final, you know, two or three minutes waiting for. Have you
4: been paying attention? It's the
2: new birds of a
3: feather. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still old school. I've still got a (laughs) VR to record. Have you been paying paying attention? Because I don't want to watch it on streaming. There, I've got to sit through all the ads. When this way, I can skip through them all. But yeah, there's always. You don't have
5: the five minute buffer at the start, just so you can. I don't
3: have a buffer because I know that that's always late. I have a buffer after the show, rather than before.
0: (laughs) Mason has a good idea there, like. uh, when, when you're about to watch another show and you need that one minute or two minutes to kill, you play the, the theme for Birds of a Feather just to know that, <laughs> that, that, that the other previous show is wrapping up.
2: But um, I mean, I mean the, the thing is that the theory is pretty bloody plausible because I don't think they've made it a secret that, you know, like as soon as a character's head <laughs> comes off, from that point onward, it's essentially a closed set. There's no actual audience. Yeah. Or if there is one, it's it's probably the, the crew. And, I mean, they. I'm pretty sure they've said that they do that in order to yeah. preserve the secrecy yeah. until it's broadcast. And I think that's what got so, me thinking about it So, I mean, if that, if, all. if that can be faked, then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that can yeah, be faked exactly. as well. Considering, you know, like they're in suits and you don't see anybody's mouths
6: move. Yeah.
4: And I think that's what got me thinking about it all, because my family watches it, and I just sort of happened to watch one day, and then it was ringing in my head that the studio oh, yeah. audience isn't there for the reveals, and I went, well, hang on. So, if the studio audience isn't there for the reveals, why would the celebrity need to be there at all during it? It makes no sense. Yeah. And so, um, and so I just went went off to my little um, bar downstairs. Um, and uh, and I just recorded this rant and just posted it up without even sort of editing it or or doing anything to it and posted it up and all of a sudden now it's anytime there's I just saw it the other day whenever there's a an article on even uh, news dot com that um, talks about the latest reveal they just put my video up there with no reference to it <laughs> doesn't even make sense oh. doesn't even make sense that it's up there. And, but, um, yeah, and
3: you got a uh, famously Daily Mailed So yes. this whole <laughs> article about <laughs> they just yes. ripped off your whole.
0: You we'll know, see, you we'll made see, it when the Daily is, Mail comes after it, you. It don't you? Got, yeah,
2: because essentially it, it got refuted, I think, by Chrissy Swan on her
0: radio yeah, show. I'm not
4: sure. Yeah, yeah. well, of course she's going to refute it, isn't she?
0: <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, though, when <laughs> uh, after your video went uh, viral, and I like just I took a deep dive, unfortunately, and, and after I. Looked everything. I cleared the cache because I kept getting ads and, <laughs> daily, stuff mail. and daily mail, daily <laughs> mail spam and stuff. My, my ad blocker went nuts. It's like, no, that's it. I'm done. Um, <laughs> the the thing is with your video, right? The responses from you know, say Chrissy Swan or you know people who are associated or even fans of it or people who are in the audience, no one could give a clear answer.
1: It was <clears throat>
0: all of it, it was vague. So it's like, okay, you are covering up something here. Mason uh, is onto something. I think he's correct, and they go, well, technically, it's not like, it's either yes or no. It's, don't (laughs) beat around the bush, so, yeah. Yeah,
4: unfortunately... Unfortunately, though, none of it, um, none of it translated to uh, more followers or more <laughs> likes or whatever else I might be chasing by posting these silly videos up. So, you know, it, it was a bit of fun and I'm glad that I got a bit of... Um, I, I made a few people laugh by seeing my, um, my ugly mug in the Daily Mail. <laughs> it's was, it was good for that
0: only. And you know what, uh, Hester? Uh, did they record different endings for yours as well? <laughs> so they decided to switch up uh, in case the guy with the... The hard, ex- <laughs> he decided to win.
4: Oh, no <laughs> yeah. Right. There's the next conspiracy right there.
0: Yeah, get onto it. <laughs> hard quiz, talk about. What, 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 what do you think of,
2: of your fellow uh, contestants, Hester? I don't know. If, like, just, I don't know.
7: Fine. You don't really <laughs> too much beforehand. Like, they tell you, don't obviously, don't tell your thing beforehand. They don't wear any, um, like, merchandise or anything.
4: Ah, yes. Did you go out for beers with the B-man later on?
1: No,
2: I haven't. Although, although, mind you, they they made a bit of an exception with the costumes for the now-Rublo, didn't they? The the, the, the now-Rublo wearing the same shirt as that, uh, well, well... 30-year-old 30, 30
3: photo,
1: I think yeah. it was. He was there does, for, does he never 30 wash it ago? because
5: the colour ha- <laughs> hadn't faded? That must be some incredible dye used in that shirt. <laughs>
0: well, I, um, I just love the fact that you stole a question as well. So, um, yeah, well done on that.
7: They make them hmm. – they say to, like, try and steal. Um, the questions are made so that they're stealable. Um, yeah, so – no, it was um. I was stoked once I got the first one. I was keen. I tried for a few others. I was just too slow. But um, I was surprised that no one. I don't think anyone had a clue. Like, but that that's kind of why I went for it too. It Was like anyone I was telling people, what was it, What was the expectation of The Late Show? What? Like so many people just don't know it, and it just spins me out. But I'm like, these people are really popular.
2: Or they or they confuse it for you know Letterman and Colbert. Oh no. God,
7: if oh. something's funny.
1: Like <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: funny. Um so yeah, they didn't they didn't have a clue, but um no, I was just I was stoked. Um that they didn't have a clue. I was stoked with my five from five. I just mad I didn't get nine from nine or ten from ten. I was sad when it was over. I'm like, if you win, you if you get this right, you can't charge me the question. I went, is it over already? And he was like, "You're well, not yet," but that didn't make it to the end because I was like, "I don't want it to be over. I want to stay here and just answer more questions."
3: Matthew, so you don't yet. have your quiz, your Kahoot quiz this week, do you? No, I didn't do a Kahoot quiz
0: because um, oh. I, just, I just didn't. So I, I didn't want to put. <laughs> however, I didn't want
3: to put Hester well, on the
2: spot. Well, yeah. well, actually, funny, funny you say that because um, I didn't tell you about this, Matt. But there, oh, yeah. I've, I've got a few grabs of audio. Uh, that we can make a quiz out of. Okay, and, and, I, and I'll, 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 I'll kind of explain what's going on here. Okay, because I had a look at that large list of previously uh, explored topics that is on the Hard Quiz Casting website. Yeah. And one of them happens to be the castle. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Now, uh, yeah, considering how often I remember that. you watch Hard Quiz Hester, but how often we, the rest of us, don't, we have no idea about the, the, uh, the questions that came from that episode. So basically those nine questions are the ones from that Castle episode. Uh, one through four are the final round. I can't, oh, I can't remember the name of the, uh, of the, the guy whose special subject Dale. Castle Dale was. Kerrigan. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he worked as a paramedic. That's all I can remember. I thought remember. it was a woman no was, oh, i think his name was i think his name was andrew but i'm not quite sure but, but basically i was i was pretty sure that everybody else would not have seen the episode um i'll have to recuse myself from this because i chopped up the audio from the uh, from the episode in question so i can load up uh uh all five of you's um names onto a little spinning wheel website oh my god and basically we can do like a little one on one you know, if you don't get it right, Ooh. you know, it's not the end of the world. You're not, not going to lose your big brass mug. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I've seen this
7: episode of Hard Quiz, though. So, do I still care? Count-
2: well, well, there you go. You, you just might have the advantage on us. If your name comes up on the spinning wheel, one of you is going to have to uh, miss out. I'll um, miss out. Unfortunately, because, yeah, there were, there were only four questions asked uh, in the final round. And, uh, spoiler alert, um, uh, the castle bloke won. All right. Yeah, really good. He was. 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 He was, he, was, he was up against Silverchair as the as the uh, final. Oh,
1: Silverchair. Silverchair.
2: Yes, yeah, Silverchair. I'll spin the uh, the wheel and we'll see where it lands. <laughs> <laughs> this
5: is great. This is great. This is great audio. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, it's a
0: liner. So who's that? That's oh. Alison. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Here we go.
5: Okay.
8: So, question one. The castle gave Australia the phrase. This is going straight to the pool room. What's the first object in the film that is said to be going straight to the pool room?
5: Oh god. <laughs> um. Oh, is it is it something from their honeymoon holiday? Because that that's the opening of the film, isn't it? They they come back from their their holiday. I think. I uh, don't know something. They go to Thailand. I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually cannot remember.
6: Okay, let's hear the answer for the episode. Um, first object to the pool room. So we see a few in there when it's introduced. Uh, I believe it's a beer mug from Franklin Mint. Correct.
8: <clears throat> yeah, it's Father's Day gift from Sal.
2: That's
8: right. Yes. That was
2: a hard one. Okay, next one up. Thinking too. Let's see who we're getting here on the
3: wheel. Top no. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: not going to get this. Good luck, Kim. I haven't watched this
3: for a a long time, so I'm going to be really rusty. (laughs) All right.
2: Just try, just try your best, Kim. Question two. In his
8: closing address to the court, the Kerrigans' barrister, Lawrence Hamill, states that their land acquisition appeal is based on which three-word phrase? From the Constitution.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I can't remember this one.
0: Oh, Hester's freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> just just what say
3: any quiz? three words that
0: yeah.
7: come <laughs> into you. I love quizzes in general.
3: You love quizzes. Can you steal? Yeah, you can steal. Steal my answer.
7: <laughs>
2: it's, it's worth double the
3: non-existent
2: points. I
7: know. I can see Bud saying it. And I can see. I know it. I know I'm going it. to get my. Oh, I'm going to cheat and get can't?
3: the uh, his autobiography, which I have in the room that I got from the street library. <laughs> Those
7: three words. he Takes his glasses off
3: afterwards, and then. Can I still in just terms. In
1: just
6: terms. Play the answer. Um, a three-word phrase from the Constitution was. On, just. Oh,
3: nah, would, would you have correct. got the points? Oh. No, I, I got it <laughs> He would have given him the points. Yeah, if was you ask a the lawyer, terms, they'll yeah.
8: tell you that all the legal rulings in the movie are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> <laughs> are but they sound good for a movie. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. I disappointed you saying in and not on. <laughs>
4: Close enough. I would have given it well, to you. T-
0: you you no, did pretty okay. well. <laughs> okay, three to go.
2: Who will be the next one?
0: Oh, what do you know, me? Do you know, that? <laughs> Top
2: dollar. OK, question three.
8: All right. The weatherboard house that served as the fictional three high view Crescent, Coolaroo, was sold in 2017 and relocated to which Victorian town?
6: Oh, Bonny Doon. Is that your final answer? Yeah. All right, play the answer. Yes, it was moved as a as a whole... So The house is still standing. I believe it was moved to Beechworth. Correct. Oh.
0: <laughs> then The no owner wanted
8: to make it a caravan park office, but it's been tied up in a legal fight with the local council. <laughs> Irony is really being stretched there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
8: sitting there next to something that's meant to be a statue of Daryl Kerrigan. Looks <laughs> <It's> just like <laughs> him. But, yeah, that's such a Kerrigan thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. To buy a house from a movie. <laughs> and put it in your caravan park.
0: That's right. Yeah. See, here's the thing, I thought it was uh, oh, you know why? The reason why I said Bonnie Dune was because the people who own the, the house um, was actually was thinking of locating at the Bonnie Dune to have it as like an Airbnb. That was a that was a plan. It was an idea, but I think they can't do that. I just remember reading an article, and I swear by that. <laughs> that's how. That's why I said Bonnie Do. Not because I was thinking of the. I'm going to shut up. All right, next. And <laughs> interesting, interestingly <laughs> enough, though,
4: in the film, had the um, airport acquired the Kerrigan's house, that's where they probably would have moved the house to. So,
0: ah, Matt, I go. give you those points. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll take pompadoms, please. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, last question. Is it uh, Hester or Mason? Mason or Heston?
0: Of course it's going to be you. Topped all up. Ah, there we go. It is you. Yay. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Okay, uh, question four for Mason. I think both can go for this one. I can steal it. Because its trunks were up. (laughs) (laughs) Did I get the points? 42, yes. All right, here we go.
8: In the scene set in the High Court of Australia, which coat of arms can be seen mounted on the wall behind the bench?
4: In the High Court, which this might be
2: considered a bit of a trick question. Which is 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 the only
0: clue I'll give? A flag with a bum and a fist coming out of it. Uh,
5: I I reckon it. I reckon it's the the UK coat of arms because I I reckon they they found an old courtroom or something. That's my guess. Oh
4: god! I mean, yeah. I, I, I I'm just gonna say the Australian coat of arms.
7: I'd say the Victorian. Oh
1: Ooh, okay. okay.
6: All right. Let's let's see what our. Um, uh, contestant Coat of Arms is set in the High Court of Australia but I believe it was actually filmed in Supreme Court in Victoria uh, so Coat of Arms um, would it be the Australian Coat of Arms or does Victoria have a Coat of Arms I'm going to go the Coat of Arms of Victoria correct
3: Oh. So I've got a, um, Yeah, they I were shot in Victorian courtrooms, really not the chill. actual high
8: court. They just mm. used the exterior of the high court, but inside they shot it at a Victorian courtroom. Ah. Ah.
3: See, that's what I was going to bring up because I found in the street library Charles Bud Tingle's autobiography, Bud, which uh, talks about his experience at, at the castle, and it was um, – the shortest filming that he's ever done for a movie, eleven days, and it says we finished an hour ahead of schedule outside the High Court in Canberra. So had I read that, I would have automatically well, not said Victorian coat of arms. So <laughs> Well yeah. interior shots and, were different. Yeah, you
2: you would you you would not have won the big brass mug, uh unlike Anthony who uh yeah went on to win. Yeah um yeah four four questions to two uh against Sheridan, who was an expert on silver chair silver chair and uh silver that chair. that that episode was basically uh september twenty twenty one and it just passed us straight by yeah so you didn't
5: have someone on x telling you about it <laughs> <laughs> I I want to go back to Bud Tingwell's autobiography. Has mm. it on the cover? Has it got Bud in like quotes? <laughs> it does yeah. have it in quotes, yes. Yeah. It has it in, it hey! has it in quotes, yeah.
3: <laughs> not parentheses quotes. There you go. I <laughs> mean, he got nice. he got a year wrong. He was um, he was talking about working dog um, late show in, in ninety Charlie the Wonder Dog in ninety four, and I was like, mm, proofreading no, no, proofreading no. no. <laughs> needed to be fact up to, checking.
4: Does he? Does he mention the piss kids?
3: He, no. He just raves about um, Working Dog and and Santo and oh. and Rob and. Yeah, I, actually, no. He does. I think he does mention them. Um, I'll have to look. Yeah, no. He does mention them.
4: Hopefully, he mentions them as the piss kids. <laughs> 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 if he doesn't, that's a crying shame.
0: Not by name. Nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Head and tree. Nineteen
7: ninety three. I've got a couple of questions while yep. I've got you guys here. I don't get this opportunity to ask people who would know these answers.
0: Myself, we're, not, we're not one special. We're, we're, we're the obsessed ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. So this is, what I, this is who, I, who would know the answer. Did, did they invent the term piss week
0: and piss farting around?
2: No. Uh, I don't think they did. I'd say not, but
0: they might have made they it Popularised popular. it. Yeah, just like champagne comedy.
2: But I've never
7: heard of piss week. or like I know that we only started saying those things. I mean... Yeah, I just—I wonder if they invented it because I just can't imagine. I just don't know if anyone because I'm yeah because I was just that bit younger maybe I miss other people saying that. No, so well, I, well, I often wonder
0: if they I think
5: I think maybe I they're Victorian things. They were popular yeah. sort of phrases in Victoria because we, we had a conversation on one episode about the phrase barjas because I'd mm. never heard yep. the phrase barjas until like barjas. Mm. and and I think that must have been a bit of Victorian slang right. that suddenly went national thanks to then. So it, I guess in the same way that Barry Humphreys sort of took a bunch of kind of Slang terms that were popular in his school, and and now everyone associates them with Australia around the world. Who's familiar with his comedy? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: if you want the term barjas that was early used. It was actually done on the D generation. it's on the best bits. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the part where it's during a montage, and Santo is sitting on the lounge, and he goes, "Get off your barjas and and then his head explodes. <laughs> so that's yeah, so that's 1986 87. So that's the first time. Um, because I thought, oh, yeah, bar jars like show or whatever, but then yeah, they were using it beforehand.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was just curious because I just um, haven't really, yeah, that's all. But I thought you guys would be the people to ask that question to.
0: No, nope. we, we will ask them. Too. <laughs> Shall I get Tony Wilson back on again? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: he might he's, know.
7: He's farting around
0: Oh, yeah! That,
7: well,
4: that was going to be the name of this podcast, I think, wasn't it, Matt? Piss farming yeah. around,
3: <laughs> not, not uh, talking
2: crap. That's that's uh, that That's all we've been <laughs> doing for the past, you know, however long this will
0: eventually get uh, edited down oh, to. Yeah. Right. We're
3: almost at the two-hour mark. I know, but we'll have you know to do two episodes then. Oh,
0: and we have only just scratched the surface. That was just the beginning. Wait till we actually get into the episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well,
2: Just to to bring it back to hard quiz. Um, you know, uh, thankfully, uh, with the steals you did, and you also, you know, managed to hang on pretty well through the through the general knowledge rounds as well. Mm. Uh, you know, it means that you uh, you managed to square off uh, against uh, a, a harp expert. <laughs> yep. So like, how 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 were you feeling uh, when you you reached that uh, final round? I could. I had a pretty good feeling that I'd
7: completely overstudied. <laughs> um, I like, you know, I've had a hundred jobs. I've never, I've never not got a job I've gone for. Like, if I'm going to go get something, I'm going to get it. Like, even my sister in the audience, like beforehand, they're revving everyone up and, you know, and they're like, how do you think she's going to go she's Like, She'll get it. And it was the way my sister said it as well. I just went, oh, I'm just going to win. But I just, I just knew because I just knew I completely overstudied the crap out of it. <laughs> and I knew I'd cho- I knew I'd chosen a smart topic. I knew how to study for a hard quiz quiz. So I didn't just do general study. I knew what hard quiz, I'd watched enough hard quiz. I knew what they asked for. They said that. They did tell me that. they go, have you watched a lot of hard quiz? Well, we asked questions like this and went, yeah, I, I know what you do. So I actually even watched some other hard quiz episodes to refresh. like and now look at it from... A studying point of view. Um, so I was, I was pretty confident that I was going to get it because mm-hmm. I knowing them, and they can't. They said that they can't use their ABC archives to research because I can't use them to research. Ah, oh. well, huh. yeah, and because I've listened to that champagne, <laughs> the best bits. <laughs> 12 hours of listening to Tony Martin's voice. I had listened, I had taken notes, even on the flight over, I was watching it and taking notes. Um, the woman who sat next to me was a makeup artist who knew them all. Oh. On oh, wow. Morning. Yeah. So she gave me a little bit of, like, I thought of little things that they might ask. So I asked about some production things. Because she did, she didn't work on the Late Show, but she worked in the ABC and she'd worked with them on Frontline. So I asked for some um, right. production things, just to yeah, I know what's the chance. And when I got my makeup done at Hard Quiz, they knew her. Uh, wow! I sat next to Blah Blah. I, was like, I know her. We used to work with her at blah blah blah, and I just felt like it was all um, yeah. I just was well,
5: the stars aligned mm. essentially.
2: Yeah, I just,
7: yeah, yeah. And I was just sad.
2: Spe- 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 speaking, speaking of which, your, your your opponent Paul, who was the, the harp expert, um, yeah, very ser- serendipitous. And it was mentioned by Tom on the show, Paul Hester. Uh,
7: I pointed that oh, yeah. out to him. I pointed that out to him.
2: Wow.
4: Oh. Look, I'm already concocting my next TikTok video. Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't
3: hear it from Matty. It was just uh, all dreamt up by Mason. Yeah. D- do you
5: know what I noticed um, re-watching your episode of Hard Quiz Hester? On, on your podium, you've got Graham and the Colonel, yeah. and the question you won on was about Graham and the Colonel.
7: As soon as he said on Graham and the Colonel, I went, I've got it. Because yeah. I really like <laughs> yep. ones yep. with a fine-tooth comb. I was so sad I yeah. didn't ask. Me. I knew I really, I really thought they were going to ask me about the navy ship being HMAS Brisbane. It's such a hard quiz question, and mm-hmm. I, that's why I wanted to ask. What were the other questions? What were other questions? But yeah, and and they do encourage you to talk more. Like they um, said, oh, you know, you can think about things, and then I just, I don't know, you. You can tell I talk a lot. You know, when they said when we're stacks of slacks and in my brain I went even though they're on racks
1: yeah
7: nice. you know and I thought <laughs> of all these things to keep saying but I was also just like I just want to I've said it and I just really want to win <laughs> um but I got nervous when I said neither here or there and yeah I'm just on i like oh was it neither here or there or neither here nor there and you, you'll lose over that mm. you'll lose that's mm. what they said it's hard quiz um mm. Yeah, but um do you guys go see um talking to them who still do stand up, Judith does a lot of stand up. Have you guys gone and seen any of her shows with Denise Scott?
5: Yeah, I saw that. She was great. Both of them were great. How yeah. good
7: was it? I drove four hundred yeah. kilometers to go see I talked about that, he didn't put that in there. Wow. Yeah. We drove four hundred kilometers to go and watch Judith and Denise.
0: Wow. Have you ever been based in Melbourne at all?
7: Yeah, for 10 years I lived there.
0: Did you do all the tourism spots, or the kiosk at the end of the pier, Captain Cook's cabin? I lived,
7: at, I lived in, I mean, I worked in St Kilda. Yeah. I, I remember every single one of those Melbourne, I know them all. Because of, yeah, I knew them. I knew Did you them. go to Moorabbin? <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> where the BFO is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's where, oh, now I'm having a mental blank. You know Sizzletown, the Burger Joint. They've oh, got one in Morabin.
0: Um, stacks. Oh, Royal Stacks. Yeah, Royal, Royal stacks.
7: stacks have got one in Morabin. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, I remembered all of that. But I, I even I went over that song, and I've got the list when I was studying. What's I've know every single one and and in order, in case they played me a bit and they go, what's the next Melbourne landmark? Nice. and I would have known it. Yeah, it's ridiculous, the stupid amount of knowledge I had for no other reason except for that show, and it was all over in nine questions.
0: If you want something really, really obscure, um, and this is what this podcast is about, Kim, would you like to explain uh, Marrickville, <laughs> a particular area of Marrickville?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, so when, when uh, Mick and Tony went to uh, Marrickville for their street interviews during the Sydney episode, um, yeah, there's a particular uh, stretch of... Uh, on Merrickville Road, where they they did some interviews, um, in front of a dentist. <laughs> the dentist is still there, and I go past it because I work near there. And I always think of them when I go past. Um, is that the obscure reference? Here? Yes, it could I'm also referring be to that. the the whale. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just a whale,
0: but the, um, yeah, the dentist one is, because it's on Merrickville Road, and that's where Tom Panos, uh, the real estate um expert. Um, it, he was standing up front and when you watch it again, it's in the best bits where they're talking about, jump in my car oh, I like that, that yeah. location <laughs> so you'll see a sign with dentist uh, dental surgery in the background yellow, it's still there if you even google mm. it um, I think it's like at 236 Merrickville Road <laughs> or somewhere like that it's, <laughs> I, it, it still looks uh, like I only street know this view, as well because other than when uh, Kim pointed it out it's like, oh here it is, years ago Turns out in uh, my first uh, job in retail, I worked, uh, not even realising it, uh, I worked across the road uh, and slightly down from that place and I walk past it on a daily basis. And I'm going, why is <laughs> no, no this idea. spot familiar? And I go, I've got no idea. It wasn't until it was pointed out to me, I went, Oh, you, oh you're fucking kidding me, I, I, I was right near a late show landmark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that, that's obscure.
3: Yeah, and we didn't know that that Tom Panis would be some kind of, you know,
1: real estate. My <laughs>
3: rolling real estate agent, and does, and he pops up in it because we must have been talking about him. He pops up in our bloody Twitter X feeds <laughs> as as a promotion, yeah. as a promoted um ad, because he does seminars and speeches and things. And this, and it popped up, and I was like, oh, why do I have him popping up in my
0: Twitter feed? <laughs> oh. I will mention as well, just because I've got Mason on here too, and this is why this episode is loose t- talk, foolish behaviour. I cannot say talk properly. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, like, the third time I've said talk... Of, of
2: all the words you can't talk about, is the word
0: talk. All oh, right, shocking. <laughs> um, there was something which I found on YouTube, and, like, the, there's numerous episodes, like the, the eight episodes of the Mick Malloy show, right? So they're all mm. pirated online. Uh, they're all on YouTube by various accounts. Now the one that came through, like it came through the Champagne Comedy Archives, uh, which is from all our collections and stuff like that. And over time, it's just gotten out there. There's one in particular you can tell that it came from our archives because it's the final episode, and when it was restored for our archives, it was missing the last few minutes of the episode. So when you see episode eight, and then it's got this little message on it saying that this last 3 minutes were lost right that's from our thing mason we think you might have the only mm. copy of round where you've got the last 3 minutes available
4: <laughs> yes yeah i so, do i've got i've got the i've got the tape and there's somebody that um a few years ago was pestering me like every day sending me a, a, a dm on um, twitter i'm
0: sorry jeez
4: no, <laughs> and um, and I said, and I kept saying, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and I, and in the end, he gave up and I, So I can't even remember who that was, but um, yeah, I do have it. I'm just, um, I've, I've got to send it to someone that I can um, trust to get it back to me, so I, or get it done somehow, because um, I've lost a few good um tapes over the years. I lost um the um Martin Malloy episode one and two when I sent that tape to someone. Oh. And uh, that's okay. It's been oh, it's been wow. posted up somewhere, but um, I lost that that actual tape, which is unfortunate. But I got I got burnt,
3: but uh, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm happy to share se-
4: episode. Eight. If,
3: if you want me to send my uh, Elgato, you know, digitizing <laughs> device, and you've still got a VCR, you could do it yourself.
0: <laughs> I actually yeah. do have. Uh, I, I digitized them ages ago, and I offered to return them. But if this person's listening to this episode, I still got the tapes of uh, Mick Malloy and Billy Birmingham going for bronze. So, um, oh. if you want the tapes back, they've already been digitised. Um, but I don't have the person's address or whatever. So, wow, yeah.
2: that's yeah, that's an obscure. i also one.
0: got somewhere
2: that was that was that was the Sydney Olympics, wasn't it? Yeah, going for bronze might have been the genesis of the twelfth man single Bruce, Bruce two thousand as well. Yeah, because he was doing all of these weird 12th man style names throughout the show. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that might be the, the genesis for that and, and for that
0: single. Within that single are the two funny names, Tom Ask Gleisner and Bloody Rob Sitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obscurity.
0: There we go. See so, how we just say
2: a working dog, finally.
0: Do, do you understand Not as why? good as
5: the Medico of Merth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you understand why we do this <laughs> podcast now, Hester? It's just... You are, like, part of a safe group here, where we just go with one thing, <laughs> goes on a tangent, and we manage to curve it all back into the same area.
1: How did
5: you
0: all meet? Ah, uh, online. <laughs> so, oh, okay. True, true <laughs> champagne I think, comedy. I think with,
2: with, with me, it was it was mostly Twitter and tweeting out the occasional late show reference that kind of got their attention, which was kind of nice. Yeah. So, uh, are you
7: only... the ringleader, Matt? Sorry? Are you the ringleader?
0: Uh, not Ringleader, but I've, I helped create, develop this because this all started, uh, through, uh, the... In lockdown. Yeah, in lockdown. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Three years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it
2: yeah. was about October, yeah, three years ago.
0: And, uh, if you think... listen to the early episodes of that, freaking gosh. shocking, but now it's, <laughs> like, they're, they're bad. Um, but... Now we're, now we're okay, maybe? <laughs> now, uh, Polish a turd, so to speak. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I reckon uh,
4: Kim back in, um, as we've said before, 1994 when she started her first website. Was it 94? No, it no, that, it must uh, have been 96. 96.
3: 96, 96. Yeah, oh, yeah you, you win the points for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it a Geocities website, um, if you remember Geocities, where oh, you could just create Geocities. your own website for free. and It was at slash um, Athens slash one, six, seven, seven. Cause Athens was like, oh, um, was meant to be, uh, you know, all philosophy and high culture. And I was like, yeah, this is where the late show is. Cause it's only for people who, <laughs> who are educated. <laughs> so, so I set it up in the, Athens the late directory. show high culture. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, philosophy and all this. And I thought nah, that's where I'm going to stick my, uh, late show page. And then I had some transcripts that my friend and I had, had, um, put together, posted those up, but there was no forum on there. And then eventually there was a um, I, I set up a, a forum where people can chat about it from all around the world. And then that was where all the – it was, had its heyday during Get This. So there was, if you want any kind of Get This references and, and the history of all that, there's a lot of posts around the 2006 era. There
2: you go. Yeah, it was – yeah, like it's it sort of – Get This came around a good time where, yeah, first of all, they had the podcast coming out, but also there was enough kind of – uh, people recording stuff off air and like basically archiving the whole shows not just what uh, whatever ended up on the the podcast so it sort of it came around at the, at the right time um, for people to do that. Yeah, and that's where Yeah, you
5: could um, you could listen to get this like within hours of broadcast and someone's already cut all the crappy music yeah, out. Yeah, that would have been me. <gasps> and <the ads. laughs> yeah, and I was listening.
3: Alison <laughs> yeah. uh, is still in London, but I was also living in London at the time. So that was how I, I, I got up to speed with all the, the Get This stuff.
0: That, yeah. I, I was working at um, the Rival Network at the time when Get This Started, and I would just take it off the what they call the flash log, all the other stations record all the rival networks, you know, just to just for. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye on things. Yeah. And yeah. so I just take it off that and then chop it up in between my job. <coughs> and then when I end up working at triple M um, uh, oh, up in Brisbane, actually. um, Maybe. And yeah. And when they had the get this posters and, Oh, that was a mess trying to when uh, that show finally got shafted, um, the Triple M Brisbane office had a shitload of those get this um, bus posters that would go up in the uh, lighting. In um, the bus, bus shelters? Bus shelters, yeah. So yeah. I salvaged them before they got turfed and then posted them out to people who wanted them. So, but they were these big, thick things. So I don't know how many I ended up rescuing, but yeah, if, if, if you see anyone that has one, um, they're rare as hen's teeth. So, yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, that, that's the history of the Get This. I uh, like the original recordings of it. Not the podcast, but the r- recordings. So, especially that you'll hear one of them where I had accidentally left in um, a full-on ad break and promo and stuff where you have uh, Ian skipping in the cage. So, it was, when you hear that one, yeah, that was me doing a rush job trying the, to get the, the episode yeah, out. The yeah. Brisbane um, breakfast show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, it's, it's sort of it's, – it's, it's, it's interesting, especially nowadays. People are raiding their old VHSs and digitising stuff. Personally, I've, I've, I've got a big plastic tub full of uh, audio tapes because, like, I taped a lot of Martin Malloy in the day that I haven't listened to in quite a long time, let alone digitise. So it's, it's just – it's interesting that it's all starting to just, you know, come back up and get
0: shared with, with everybody
2: – on The sly, yeah,
0: but and then, and then you get people like Tony Wilson going, Have you got this in yeah? guys? <laughs> because and then you turn out that a lot of people didn't keep it originally, so uh, that's why I always like, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's back to the start where you really keep it yourself, keep it in your own collection, and then yeah, you know, someone down the track would want it. Oh, uh, going back to hard quiz, first of all, I felt
2: sorry for Paul getting that. Uh, um, uh work out the song just by looking at the the notes being mm. plucked without the sound. That yeah. was
5: cruel. Although, although, was although really it, close.
2: Was, it was it was very it was very juicily uh, delicious everybody singing on a little teapot. Yeah. Um uh yeah once once the once the answer was revealed to be incorrect. I saw I saw the little dance you were doing,
1: Hester. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: My
7: little victory dance. Yeah.
2: Well I think I think,
7: I think that, that <laughs> might have
2: been you you, you might have been going Got this in the
1: bag. <laughs> <laughs> I
7: didn't mean to be like that. I didn't even realise I was dancing until I saw it back. So I, was like, I don't even remember. That.
2: And then, and then, yeah, you you answered uh, neither here nor there, and um, yeah, the big brass smug was yours. How did it feel?
7: Oh, I was honestly beside myself. Well, I did that massive scream. That just kept going. They edited it out. I couldn't stop. (laughs) I don't know what. That's right. Thanks for playing.
6: It was so long. I
7: couldn't (laughs) stop. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm still screaming this. Like, and, yeah, and then then it came to its natural end, and I was just like, oh, my God. And then I almost was like, do you want me to do that again? I'm so sorry. And they're like,
1: no, 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 it's
7: fine. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just. I just um, I love hard quiz so you guys don't watch it but I do I love it I love quizzes so I watch all quizzes I watch Mastermind I watch
2: letters and numbers well yeah I was, I was going to ask are you going to try and make it the double and you know maybe do you know something working dog related for uh, for Mastermind get the get the uh, get the big glass bowl next to the big brass mug
7: <laughs> I've got um, strict instructions from my hubby to next time win some bloody money <laughs> <laughs> Oh, t- tough luck I mean like ABC and SBS I mean
2: what money you know
7: you can't no so the chase I'm in line for the chase I nearly got onto million dollar minute and then they stopped recording oh,
2: wow that's a while ago yeah well yeah look look best best of luck with whatever quiz show you're on and yeah uh, you know be sure to let us know
7: and if I win or if I'm doing well on there I'll do one of those yeah nice
0: me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get them, yeah, shit
0: up, yeah, so good. So that wraps up this episode of Loose Talk, Foolish Behavior. Hooray, <laughs> hey, we finally got that. Very so loose this talk. very episode is very very loose. So um, <laughs> uh, this really didn't have a set thing. Uh, there was actually a couple of things that we kind of skipped over, but. We might do another one down the track or even a quiz. We'll see what happens. So you're more than welcome to come back on, Hester, for that. And also you, Mason, uh, get another viral video going. Go on. Scandal. We want scandal. We want Daily Mail crap. Done. Uh, Done. Done. (laughs) All right, well, again, uh, thanks for listening to this very long episode. Thank you, Alison, Kim, and Daniel. Thank you again, Hester and Mason, for coming on as well. My name is Matt, and thank you for listening. Check out all our socials. We're on everything. So, uh, Make sure to subscribe to us because we will be back with something eventually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, catch you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Champagne Comedy Podcast, created by fans for the fans. For more information on this podcast, please visit champagnecomedy.com. Produced by Matt Fulton Productions, mattfulton.com.au. <laughs> Are you just
2: trying to get us on Sizzletown
0: with that pod <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, also, one more thing. Thank you so much for appearing to uh, Tony Wilson. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, <for> 3- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Well, man. he decided
0: not to stick around. I wonder how the soccer game's going. All <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> God, will that?